Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 18, Night of the Ninja and Cat Scratch Fever. Hi, chums. It's time for some more bats times. Bat, the good old bat time fever. Yeah, that's that's what we got. A, a good old Night of the Bat time fever. Boy, this is this is my best one yet. I was like, okay, I got chums. I got this together, uh-huh. finally. Yeah, and I nailed it. No, and then we had to think about it then for I, a second. Then I had to think of anything else. Mm-hmm. Only been opening shows for eleven years. Mm-hmm. We're just there. celebrated our eleventh anniversary uh, uh, podcasting, actually. Mm-hmm. So eleven years is the podcast anniversary. So I got you this podcast. Oh man, I sold my podcast to get you a podcast. Oh, and I sold my podcast to buy hair clips. Um. Oh, Henry, this is terrible. <laughs> you uh, forget it, Henry. Now I'm now I'm thinking about. It. Uh, well, I meant the author, not the the candy bar, but a delicious uh, O Henry bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I suppose it's ironic in some way. You have to sell your O Henry to. I don't know. I got nothing. Just some kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, why don't we just start? Why don't we just get into this? Yeah, let's uh, talk about just... Night of the Ninja. Oh boy! All right, Wayne Cosmetics has been robbed. Wait. Wayne Cosmetics? That can't possibly be right. Let me just consult the internet. No, it's definitely Wayne Cosmetics. Also, the security guard's flashlight that was sliced in half by a ninja sword didn't leak battery acid, which is obviously a production inconsistency. Thanks, the internet. I never would have spotted that glaring error without you. So yeah, Wayne Cosmetics, which is one of the many ways Bruce is using his parents' money to make the world a better place, is the seventh Wayne company to be robbed in the past two weeks. Either someone really has it out for Bruce specifically, or he just owns way too much bullshit and someone's evening the score a little. Bruce meets with Commissioner Gordon on a rooftop somewhere in broad daylight, which just feels wrong on a bunch of levels. Then Bruce spots a ninja star embedded in the wall, which can only mean one thing. Any eight-year-old in the world with access to illegal weapons was here. (laughs) Or it could be Kyode, a uh, fellow martial arts student from back in Bruce's Begins days. It's probably that one, since eight-year-olds aren't allowed to stay out late at night. So, Batman's hot on Kyode's trail, telling Robin to stay out of this one, and leading me to wonder if he literally just tells him that every time. Hot on Batman's trail is Summer Gleason, who's like Vicki Vale, except she screeches about 94% less, and also she's on TV. Why would this ninja have it out for you specifically, she asks Bruce, which is a perfectly sensible thing to ask, so I suppose this is another way she's not like Vicky Vale. Yeah, I kind of hated Vicky Vale. Anyway, then Summer and Bruce are promptly knocked out with a sort of poisonous vapor by said ninja and dragged to a warehouse. If only we had some hilariously repetitive way to signal that someone had been rendered unconscious by colorful mist. Oh well. When he comes to, Bruce challenges Kyodai because... Probably honor or sword fighting or some boring shit, but all right, Summer's still here, which means he has to pretend to be hilariously inept at fighting because Bruce Wayne is bad at everything except writing checks and being handsome. Thankfully, Robin didn't listen when he was told to stay out of this one because he never does. And he boy wonders a rug over Summer's head so Bruce can let loose like a moose. (laughs) Okay, nothing like a moose, but I had a weird rhyming thing going with Bruce and loose, so I didn't want to break it. 
Kyodai then leaps from very high up into a river, the fugitive style, and presumably swims back to Japan to monologue some more about his sword or whatever. So long, Kyodai. Don't let the door hit you in the gas! <laughs> this one I, better than I expected. I, you know, I'm just going to jump into my good thing here. Yeah. I went in expecting not to enjoy this one because I'm not exactly a, a big ninja mm -hmm. fan. But it turns out Kyodai is my favorite one-off villain so far. Like, I mean, not that he's got a lot of competition. Not really, no. I mean, it's this boss, big ass. Mm-hmm. Sewer um, King. Sewer King. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been others. Yep. Oh, the, the that Nost Nostromos guy. Nostromos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was right. A bunch of idiots. Yeah. Uh, and this guy's an idiot, too. Mm -hmm. But he's very competent at the one thing. Yep. I like... That he specifically resents Bruce for being rich, and I, he's really only trying to ruin Bruce specifically with all his hijinks. I love, man, like, his whole deal is, like, so, it's so fun. Cause he, well, it's, he's the, like, Bruce, you know, this is a classic part of every version of Batman. He travels the world and learns all the skills he needs, and, like... Oh, look, there's a rich white tourist here. Shows I've up dedicated. wants to learn ninjutsu. Yeah, I've dedicated my entire life to this discipline, and here comes some rich asshole from America who thinks he can just buy his way, and fuck you. Uh -huh. I, I get that. I feel that. But also, I really, lo I really love Bruce catches him stealing a sword. <laughs> right. And goes, hey, don't steal that sword. And he goes, you forced me to turn to a life of crime. I feel like that ship has sailed, Kyodai. I Later think... I think it's too late for that. Later on when he's ranting about about like his backstory, he's like, you forced me to become a thief. And Bruce mm. goes, you were stealing a sword when I met you. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that wasn't bad writing. It's yeah. just, no, this guy's very delusional. Yeah. <laughs> they know. No, it's great. And and there's some, there. I, I kind of glossed over this, but there's some good flashback stuff with mm -hmm. Bruce's training. Like, I'm, I'm always kind of interested in that. Uh -huh. Like, how he learned all that stuff. And, um... Uh, Amanda, uh, when we saw that stuff, is like, oh, great. This is going to be some white savior stuff. He's going to show up and be better at this than than all the, yeah. like, indigenous Asian people here. And no, turns out Bruce gets his ass handed to him, and the, the sensei is the only one who can, who can you know, whip this guy into shape, yeah. which I like. No, I mean, we've seen a million times where it's like, you know, white guy shows up and is like, I'm the best one now. Yeah. It was very nice to see that not being the case. Well, until no. he becomes Batman. Yeah, I'm, well, but and then, he's then Batman, it's... Batman, like... Yeah. But, I, you know, they did a good job. And this is something that people are trying to be better about now. Like, not casting white dudes as Asian guys mm -hmm. doing bad accents and oh, yeah. borderline offensive accents. And uh, the both the sensei and Kyodai are actual Asian people. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. It's nice that they even superficially care about the, the cultural, like, appropriateness of it. It's good. Yeah. And they're good voice actors besides. Mm -hmm. No, they both do really a really good job. I yeah, really like, whoever does uh, uh, Kyodai, Kyoda? Yeah. It's very good. Yes, he is. Very much so. He's very petulant. Yep. It's, it's my favorite thing in villains, it turns out. No, we, yeah, we both love, like, I like a mix. Like I was mm -hmm. saying with the Joker, I like when he's petty, but I also like when he can threaten lots of people. Like, mm -hmm. I like a little of both. But, but this guy is very specifically trying to ruin Bruce's life. Yep. It's very good. I'm going to steal all of your money, and then it'll be my money, and then I'm going to retire on all of the money I stole from you. 
Yeah, then I'm going to run back to probably not Japan because I probably had to leave in disgrace mm-hmm. after after training, but so, somewhere in that region where they can extradite me. Yeah. Some tiny island in the Pacific, maybe, that I own because I have Bruce Wayne's fucking money now. Yeah, it's kind of like, I respect the hell out of that. Like, it's yeah. one, it's one thing to show up in town dressed like the Mad Hatter and be all like, I'm mm-hmm. going to use my Mad Hat powers to, well, <laughs> kidnap this woman. But it's another thing entirely to go, I am here to rip off one guy. Yep. I'm not wearing an elaborate costume. I'm just wearing your generic run-of-the-mill ninja suit. You mean, as Robin says, a samurai outfit. <sighs> Robin, you dullard. Like, I'm not that into martial arts. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, as a kid, as an ADHD kid, mm-hmm. like, waiting for something to happen and, oh, it's all just punching. I find this kind of boring. <laughs> like, I was waiting for story or dialogue or something. And no, it's just punching. Okay. I mean, was, people are into that. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. That was a 90s kid, man. Ninjas were the thing. Well, of course. I mean, you had that song, Go Ninja, Go mm-hmm. Ninja, Go. It's how you know. It's how you know where the ninjas went. Mm-hmm. Because and as we what... all know, ninjas were left behind when Noah uh, was sent out on the ark. <laughs> and the rainbow is his promise, because there's no black in the rainbow. Yeah, exactly. It's his promise that there will be no more ninjas. <laughs> the time of ninjas was over. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, but yeah, Robin. Like I, even I know the difference is what I was going to say yeah. between a samurai who is an honorable. Like, that's kind of what the Jedi were based on. Yeah. And like, you know, like they, they, like that show, uh, Kung Fu, wasn't mm-hmm. that, wasn't he like a samurai or something I, like I mean, that? I never watched Kung Fu. I just know it through references from Kill Bill. Yeah, I know it through references from a lot of things. But, but the image that we in the West at least have of a samurai is probably all wrong. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, dude with a sword strapped to his back going around and, and uh, like, uh, fixing injustice. Yeah. Usagi where, and Jimbo. Were as, yeah, others. except he's a rabbit. Yeah. That I do know. That's all I know. Yeah, he's a samurai rabbit. Uh-huh. Um, whereas a ninja wears all black and does whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, I know does that. whatever but... spider can. <laughs> yeah. A ninja spider, though. Uh-huh. But uh, Robin apparently doesn't know the difference, and he's a goddamn detective. I was going to say, man, like, have you not picked up a single book, movie, or... Like, comic in the last five years? It's the 90s, Robin, maybe. Well, mm, well, there was a computer in this one. Yep. So, it's more the 90s than usual. Mm-hmm. When, we're, when we're trying to figure, like, the shifting time scale of Batman the Animated Series, this is clearly an 80s story. Mm, no, I don't know. This might have been a, content- like, this might have been a 1992 story. Mm. All Just right. That, com- that computer, honestly, looked ahead of its time. It looked like an iMac. Oh, wow. So, and which didn't exist yet. No. So the show invented it. I think so. The show sense. invented a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Steve but, Jobs watching this at home. That's it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Robin being not the best is kind of your bad thing. Yeah? I mean, like, I was hoping I was wrong about this, and I'm hoping it'll correct, get corrected later. I don't think it will. But, man, Robin sucks. Mm-hmm. Just whiny, petulant. His one-liners are all really terrible. Like... I usually really like Dick, Dick Grayson, but he is not good in this show. I think my memory, and you know, I don't remember everything because sure. I have I don't remember anything. But I seem to recall, like most characters, he's got some good episodes and some bad ones. I like, hope it's, so. it's kind of like the Bullock thing, where 
they came out strong with him being a, a an unlikable slob, but then later they came up with some decent episodes for him, and I think Robin's kind of the same way. I, man, I hope so. I was thinking about, like, the la- like we we liked Robin's Reckoning last week yeah. and the week before, but, like, it I mostly liked it for, like, the small dick stuff. Like, mm-hmm. big, yeah, the, the, big the... dick's energy was not very good. <laughs> I mean, he did want to punch Biff, which we can all we can all appreciate. Look, that we all want to punch Biff. Yeah. If we could, but, we'd never stop punching Biff. Right, and knocking him into manure and mm-hmm. so forth. Pile after pile of manure, which are apparently just littered around Hill Valley. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you need manure to run a town, I guess. I don't. I know. I mean, I guess it's kind of like a farming community, or at least mm-hmm. it used to be. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think, I like I say, I think he just has episodes where he's kind of, the writers are probably still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, especially, they don't use him a whole ton either, so. Yeah, we've we've but made like, that very clear. This show is going to turn into the new, Bat, like, the Batman and Adventures of Batman and Robin eventually, so, like, I Yeah, but that's when it's Tim. Regular. Is it really? That, okay. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe it happens before that, but I thought that was when we transitioned to the new style and all uh, that. that. It might be. It's been years since I've seen this show. Also, I think, okay, so Batman the Anime, oh boy, never mind. I don't want to get into this because a million people are going to correct me and I'm going to forget it. So, sorry, everyone. It doesn't matter. We're just watching the episodes in front of us. But, um, no, I definitely know there are some good, uh, there's some good dick out there. Mm. Trust me. You just got to know where, you got to know where the good dick is. You got to look for it. Yeah. You can't just sit around waiting for the good dick to come to you. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Uh, what was your good thing? Uh, I like any time that Bruce has to do Batman stuff in front of people, so he can't. Oh yeah, like he's got to get his ass kicked by uh 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 Kyote Kyote mm-hmm. until Robin literally throws the rug over Summer Gleason's eyes. No, and there's a great moment where uh, Bruce is sort of assuming the fighting stance, and yeah. you can see, like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna like it's been ten years or however long, and I'm gonna finally oh shit I can't. Ugh, right, I'm Bruce. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta fall backwards into a mouse trap and then, like, f- slip over, like, f- trip over my uh, shoelaces that I left untied. I just, he just gets punched full in the face, just plows into a pile of boxes. Bruce, mm-hmm. are you okay? I landed on my keys. <laughs> yep. Oh! And... He spent so long learning exactly how to fall, and now mm-hmm. he's got to pretend he doesn't know any of that. Yep. <laughs> also, he full-on gets a black eye. Like, that's not fake. Yeah. That's real. So, like, Batman's got a black eye under that thing now. Mm-hmm. Dude, te- dude took a punch. Yeah? But then I also love end of the episode, like, we've got Bruce and Dick at breakfast, and Dick's like, so what happened with Summer? Like, did you get away with it? And he's like, I just told her that Batman showed up ex- exactly after the th- the rug fell on her head and kicked his ass and then ran away. That is some 50s ass, you just missed my friend Superman. Yep. I like it. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't, will, Summer. Wink. I don't like when it happens, like, every, like, when it becomes a cliche, but every now and then if they do a nod to it, I'm okay sure. with it. Sure. No, that's fine. But when it becomes just like every week they have to bet, it's like the why don't they take Batman's mask off thing. Mm. If they do it like five weeks in a row, it gets really annoying, but sure. once is okay. Well, I mean, if we take Batman's mask off, he's just got that Zorro mask on underneath. So, Well, yeah, we know that now. He's got dozens of masks under his mask. Uh, wait a minute. You're calling them masks now. You called them hats before. What's wrong with you? Ha ha, it's I. 
It's production guy. inconsistency, Matt. <laughs> oh, boy. I was here the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh, so my bad thing is sort of Robin related. All right. This one steers clear of a lot of potentially problematic stuff, like I said before. Mm -hmm. But I don't think this is even particularly racist or even insensitive. It's just, I don't love Dick's Miss Piggy. Hi-ya! <laughs> when he's sparring with Bruce. Uh, it's fine to not like that. It's, it's definitely something in character for this character. I he's 19. Yeah. If we were if we were still watching Small Dick from, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, sure. But he should know better now. Also... I realize in that scene, uh, Robin is still a green belt in whatever uh, mm -hmm. martial art they're, they're doing. And if you're a green belt, you're not allowed to be Robin. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, like, because, you know, Batman trained in, like, ten different martial arts mm -hmm. disciplines. Maybe he's just not good at this one yet. I think, I think, with my extensive knowledge of martial arts. Uh-huh. Uh, I've I often said that about you. Oh, yeah. I think it's judo because there's flips, but I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, this is another thing that uh, we should probably just drop because probably? I, don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> I Anyway, Robin's got like a fucking black belt in leaping around like a jackass. <laughs> no one is better at that than him. No, I mean, Thankfully, he and his family were... Spider-Man doesn't exist in this universe. Well, no, because his parents were murdered. Mm -hmm. His parents were better than him. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's the best one. So, so uh, thanks, Biff. <laughs> Someday I'll be as good as my parents were at leaping around like a jackass. Well, now it doesn't matter because yeah. there's no competition at all. Um, Going to win the competition. <laughs> Actually, speaking of all this Robin stuff, there was some, like, I thought funny sort of like corny ass Robin lines in this yeah. that made me laugh. And, and that's my quote. I oh, just cool. I picked one that just that's just sort of quintessential, like. Funny, again, funny in small doses, but, like, if if this was him every time, I would get real sick of it real quick. Listen, dipstick, Batman's my pal. He can be a major jerk, but you gotta love him. And nobody tries to fillet him when I'm around. So, just made me laugh. Uh, what else? I like uh, Alfred dishing on Batman's past to, to Dick when they're hanging out in the kitchen. No, it's it's another example, like we just got in Robin's Reckoning, of him sort of being caught in the middle. Like, oh, Master Bruce isn't going to communicate with you. Well, I suppose I should fill in the gaps then. I, just, I, I love... Did you go to Japan with Bruce? Of course I did. Lovely country. Mm-hmm. Do you know this I mean, guy? Yeah, he was a dick. Master Bruce fucking hated him. Oh, Master Bruce, good to see you. I don't know. I, I gambled away my allowance the entire time we were there. I wasn't really paying attention, and I was coked out of my mind. It was the 80s, of course. Mm-hmm. How ago was this, Alfred? Alfred got super into karaoke in the 80s. <laughs> we called it karaoke. I didn't know any better. Uh, ooh <laughs> uh, what no else? I going to get that one. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, uh, Bruce, when he's uh, training, learns how to kick the flame out of a candle because... That's real important to his crime-fighting crusade, I guess. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about candles to dispute it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I don't either. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have. Yeah. I don't, A little uh, light on this one. I liked it, but... Yeah. 
I think not Bruce had to, to go it. a little like a, I feel like Bruce went a little overboard in trying to defend himself from Summer. Just like I can't let her know that I used to know this guy in Japan who wants to rob me. Yeah, I was like, you know, you're Bruce Wayne. I'm sure a lot of people want to rob you. The thing is, I like the idea of a reporter like circling and even maybe getting a little close, mm-hmm. like to the to the idea that he's Batman because someone could put that together. He's he's oh, yeah. not like he's a bit sloppy. Yeah, and um, I I don't know. Like I feel like they could have made Summer something like she wasn't bad. She no. was definitely, as I said, better than Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. But I they could have made her even better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, really asking some hard questions and 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 getting sort of dangerously close to asking the wrong question. That you mean, like, Mr. Wayne, what was it like being in jail? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the right question. That's the first question they teach you in journalism school. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, something that would lead to her discovering that he exclaims gas every 15 seconds. Gas. Obviously. Mm-hmm. That's you. You're the one always saying that. I was Batman the whole time. I what? Yeah, I wasn't anywhere close to that one. Oh shit! Oh, God, um, I'm yeah. being mind controlled by the Joker to oh. tell you that I'm Batman. This is at least as plausible as half of his plans. Really, the like, Joker? Not not like the Mad Hatter, the guy with actual mind uh, control no, powers? No, it's uh, probably the Joker. That's best to just say it was really? the Joker. Because all that guy does is pick on like poor schlubs. He doesn't do anything else. I am the poor schlub in question this time. Ah. Okay, I gotta come out and say just for the second, I did not mind control Bruce Wayne at all. I got no problem with this guy. <laughs> Look, he's rich, which means he's evil, right? Yeah. You're my new friend, Brucey. Mm-hmm. Because you don't pay taxes. <laughs> it turns out. Uh-huh. Matt's real pissed off about that still. Yeah, I, I know. All right. You Anything guys else? talking about taxes in here? It's getting real It's getting real complicated in this sketch. <laughs> Was this a sketch? I guess. I thought it was more of a skit or spoof. <laughs> I don't show up for just any skit or spoof. That's the real, real sketch or I walk. Yeah, but you're you're the Alan Tudyk Joker, not the uh, Mark Hamill Joker, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Uh-huh. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. There he is. All right. I think that's all for this one, unless you have other things to say. I think that's say. everything I got. Well, then why don't we move on to uh, an episode not about uh, uh, noted right-wing gun nut Ted Nugent, but actually about Catwoman. Uh-huh. Cat scratch fever. All right, so the trial of the century comes to its conclusion, and Selena Kyle is a free Catwoman. Yes, she did commit some crimes, but she mostly did it to save wild animals, and she stopped an international terrorist, so we're going to cut her some slack. But don't you ever be caught dead in that Catwoman costume, Catwomaning around, Catwoman. Yeah, that's fine. Selena just wants to go home to her beloved cat, the Figgis Detective Agency. Unfortunately, Selena's secretary, Maven, accidentally, sure, let the cat out of the house so that so Selena's got to go off and look for her. And then she's instantly arrested after interfering with some of Roland Daggett's newest goons who are searching Gotham's back alleys for stray animals, presumably so that they can make, be made into a coat for Daggett. Selena dons her Catwoman costume, which she has managed to stay out of for almost 48 hours, and then searches Daggett's labs when she, where, where she finds his labs, specifically some Labrador retrievers who Daggett is infecting with a virulent plague. He's planning to spread said plague across Gotham and then sell people the cure, a despicable crime worthy of our current president. 
Selena catches the plague from a fevered cat scratch, but then Batman, who is indeed in this episode, shows up and sneaks Selena back to his to her secret lair, a giant fuck-off panther statue. Then Batman gets the cure from Daggett's goons, almost gets in a fight with a dog, and saves the city. And also, Selena's cat is, is safe in case the stakes weren't high enough for you. See, I like the, the mix of stakes. I like that... Mm-hmm. The city was in danger of being poisoned, but also, what about Selena's cat? Yeah, man, what about Selena's cat? We gotta, we gotta save ISIS. Ugh. Ugh, Let's isolate that quote, Jesus. Yeah, I know. No, I mean the whole episode's like that. Uh-huh. And I think I mentioned this last time. Like uh, on Downton Abbey, their dog was named ISIS, and between seasons, they just sort of quietly didn't have a dog anymore. Because <laughs> like that dog literally moved to a farm upstate. Uh huh. Where it can be renamed. And I think I think I even mentioned this before, but it still makes me laugh that uh, Paul F. Tompkins suggested that their next dog be called that nice Mr. Hitler. <laughs> but yes, we're just going to have to deal with the fact that Selena's cat shares a name, an unfortunate name with a terrorist organization. Yeah, unfortunately, that's showed up in a lot of stuff. It was a very common name for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's it's from like uh, it's an Greek? Egyptian Egyptian. Uh, that's it. Yeah, but anyway. Um, the I like this one, but there's, there's, there's a, there's a glaring problem in this, which is your bad thing. Let's just get right into that. This episode is ugly as fuck. This is some bad animation. This episode looks terrible. Would you say this is the worst animated episode we've seen so this far? This is easily the worst animated episode we've seen so far. This, a- the animation in, in this episode looks like it got backed over by a truck and I'm not even sure how that happens. It looks like someone at ACOM had a stroke, and ACOM mm-hmm. already sucks. So yeah, someone at ACOM was just like, "I don't feel like to, like working today." <laughs> nah, let me give it to Jimmy, age six. Oh man, now I get to draw an episode of Batman. You sure do, Jimmy. It's got Catwoman in it and everything. Oh boy. Uh huh. And Batman fights a dog. Well, he doesn't actually. No. But, you know, he kindly like avoids fighting a dog. I like that. I don't want to see Batman punch a dog, even if the dog is, like, poisoned to be mean. Mm-hmm. Like, he wraps him in his cape, and then he runs away. Yep. Good puts job, a, Batman. Puts a rope around his mouth. That dog looked real embarrassed after it got cured of being <laughs> evil. After he got rubber band muzzled, yeah. Like, Batman sprays him with the cure, and he's just like, oh, geez, sorry, Batman. Oh, what did I do? Oh, <laughs> God. Did I bite Batman? Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Batman, will yeah. you adopt me? Can I be Ace the Bat Hound? <laughs> uh, it's not time for that yet. Oh, well, I guess I'll just old. go back to the streets then. Oh, no. <laughs> we forgot to put it in a scene where Batman and Catwoman find homes for all these animals. <laughs> uh, so my good thing, yes. there is some excellent continuity in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Selena's being sentenced after the events of the Red Claw two-parter. Like, that's the, that's the city-saving stuff you were talking about. Yes. Uh, Roland Daggett, who is apparently looming large as the the like the most present villain on this show so far, mm-hmm. after the Scarecrow, of course. Yeah, the mo- Batman's but, most feared. Uh, but I like I like that there's just some rich asshole behind a lot of this stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, Daggett's as good as anybody else. I thought Rupert Thorne was a bigger thing, and maybe he will be later. But yeah, right it now turns it's, out Daggett. Uh, Daggett's all over this shit, man. Yeah. No, I and I kind of like that. Yeah. And there's some foreshadowing as well. Uh, not not a mustache turning into a beard. Not that level. Of the most type of uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, but uh, Milo, one of his uh, one of his uh, the mo haircutted uh, uh, lab guy, mm-hmm. uh, will actually go on to work for Cadmus in uh, JLU. 
So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. A natural evolution, as we talked about, of uh, pr- uh, giving dogs diseases to making doomsday. Yeah. Well, look, if you give someone a bunch of government money, they're gonna like they're just gonna go nuts and do the thing they always wanted to do, which mm-hmm. is kill Superman. Yeah. If you Obviously. give a dog a virulent disease, he'll become doomsday. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Yeah. But it's it's this is a nice sort of like uh, it ties backwards and forwards to a mm. bunch of stuff. Like I I've said this many times. I don't care about the deep continuity of like how did the Joker escape last mm. time or whatever. But it, if if certain events pay off, like because Catwoman. One, I think my favorite version of Catwoman, and I think probably yours too, mm. I don't want to speak for you, but is sometimes good and sometimes bad. Yeah. And they're trying to walk that line here by saying, oh, you know what? She was stealing stuff last time we saw her, but she was also doing some heroic stuff mm. and just picking up with that and continuing to run with it. Like her being told you're never allowed to be Catwoman again. And then her being in a situation where that makes sense. Mm. Like that, that's good. That's good conflict. It's not... It's not just continuity for the sake of the nerds. It 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 serves the story. You yeah. know what I mean. And then the Daggett thing also. This guy's just out there doing crazy mad science to get rich. Being like, an that's asshole his, and fucking. That's his thing. Yep. And that makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, making a disease that he then can sell the cure to. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, that's just, great. Just, yeah, that's that uh, would feel over the top and ridiculous if we didn't live in now. Yeah. But, you know. What a real piece okay. of shit. Yeah. What a terrible person that Batman should just punch repeatedly. All day. He should never stop punching this person. Mm-hmm. Roland Daggett. face, yes. The fictional character. Definitely the person I was talking about. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, boy. So let's talk about his henchmen, or hench people, I guess. Yes. Because there's, uh, what was her name? I didn't catch it, I actually. I think, I looked at the credits. I think her name was Jessie, but I can't be sure. Okay, because you just said she was Miss Hannigan. From yes, Annie. that was my assumption. Well, as soon as she shows up with a with a uh, giant net looking mm-hmm. for cats, I'm like, well, it's either it's either Mrs. Hannigan or Cruella Deville. Mm-hmm. And either way, no, and I, she's she's like at first you think it's animal control, and then she's just yeah. being horrible to these animals, and then Catwoman or Selena at that yeah. point not wearing the costume. Like she might be wearing to... the pants. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, that's true. Because from some shots, it's it's that gray. It does mm-hmm. look like Catwoman. But uh, she's like, um, "What's it to you? Well, well, you're kicking cats. I mean, you think the average person isn't gonna maybe object to that? Ah, fuck these cats. So there's her, and then there's the big muscle dude with her, whose name is Paunch. Uh huh. Get and her. That's his name. Get her, Paunch. And they say that out loud a number of times. A number because... of times. There's a there's a great bit where uh, Daggett wants to know why they haven't got on track with the plan yet, and Milo goes to him, "We're waiting for Paunch to get back." And I just pictured Daggett going, "Oh well, if Paunch isn't go- hasn't got back yet, where's Paunch? I'm worried about Paunch, my boy. We can't. The scheme certainly can't start without Paunch here to cut the ribbon. Look, I did this all for Paunch." <laughs> If he's not here, we might as well just call the plan off. What's even the point of any of this? <laughs> they they say it a lot. Like, I feel like the writer knew uh-huh. just how stupid the name was and how funny it was. Yep. Just, everyone says paunch all the time. Yeah, it's paunch. You know. And then there's Milo. Uh-huh. Which occasionally made it sound like Daggett was saying, uh, what's, what's the status update, my love? 
No, it's it's Milo. That I really I, I like the, the the image we're painting here of Roland Daggett and his close circle of family that uh, helps him commit crimes. Well, he has the most like fleshed out, elaborate, like named goons with weird characteristics. Oh like, yeah, because he had germs and who was hanging out with uh, germs? There was germs another guy in there. and oh, the radio guy. What the hell is his name? Uh, I know who you're talking about. I think though. it was Bell. No, no, no. But I could be yeah, wrong about that. I, I think it was Bell. But it was the guy with the radio. Like yeah. that was that's the that's the key takeaway there. Mm-hmm. And then another time when he appeared, he had two other guys with like a very distinct look and and sort of a shtick mm-hmm. and and goofy names. And like that's just that's that's how he he rolls. And I it's, like that. And that's, these that's, guys get taken away, and I feel like he's gonna get three more. You know? Yeah. It's weird too, because like as far as I can tell, these are all written by different people. So like. Somewhere along the line, everyone just decided, yeah, Roland Daggett, he just has a bunch of weird goons. Maybe because a lot of times that sort of thing comes from the show Bible, Mm. where it's like they all have the same guidelines, where it's like, if you're writing a Roland Daggett episode, this guy has distinctive goons. Okay, I can do that. I'll make up some distinctive goons for him to have. Goons. Distinctive goons. Distinctive goons. (laughs) Distinctive goons. Uh-huh. So I I like this as a Catwoman episode, though, because again- It's pretty good. I like I like the idea of her trying to go straight and not being able to. That is that is a story I real that I really like. They do this again with Harley, like way down the line. Mm-hmm. I ju- I really love the like. No, I'm gonna this time. Like, yeah, I committed a bunch of crimes, but like, I'm done. I'm out. All I want to do is hang out with my cat and my secretary. Mm-hmm. And then the Just... cat's missing because the secretary's not very good. <laughs> I don't know. I left the window open and was out all day and then mm-hmm. the cat was gone. I don't know what could have happened. <laughs> oh boy. My sneaking suspicion is Maven fucking hates that cat. Yeah, but Maven, if you want to get close to Selena, you got to be nice to the cat. Yeah, man. That's she's her a- thing. <laughs> she's allergic it turns out. Here's a clue. She likes cats. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you picked up on that on account of all the cat-themed shit and also or- the framed autographed photo of Isis. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly autograph. What it says is meow, 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 meow. <laughs> but you know, that's all the that's all the words that Isis knows. She's playing our song. Also, uh, please stand for the national anthem. <laughs> also, though, this is my bad thing. It's not really a bad thing, mm-hmm. but Selena calls it her secret hideaway. That's I her love words, that, by the way. She lives inside a giant panther st- statue that's like the size of a two story building. Yep, built what? Built in whatever the Gotham version of Central Park is on a yeah. giant lake. Like, okay, she's not, it's not her supervillain lair, mm-hmm. but it obviously is. Yeah. Just like the abandoned theme parks are are the Jokers. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. My secret hideaway. That's no what she calls it. No one thinks to look for me here. Really? I mean, really? I did put a big sign out front that says Catwoman's only, but... Hmm. Uh... Yeah, but it says Catwoman's plural. Yes. We're allowed one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I mean, really, this is your good thing, right? Like, the, just this whole idea of yeah, Catwoman. I, I, episode-wise, I really like Batman helping out Catwoman when she's not committing crimes, you know? Yeah. Like, she served her time. Like, it's over now. Like, there's a bit at the beginning of this where I thought he was going to be, like, a real dick who's just, like... When are you going to commit there, some more crimes, Selena? There is an episode like that, and I want to say it's the Riddler, mm. where someone has reformed and he refuses to believe it, and yeah. it's just a series of him thinking that the guy has done crimes and he hasn't. 
but yeah. it, it doesn't happen here. I hate that shit. Like, I, that shit makes sense for, like, the Joker, who mm-hmm. is an asshole. Yeah. He's but, always like, going to fall off the wagon. Yeah, but, like, this is Catwoman. That was her first appearance. Like, it would be nice to believe that she's just, like, she's going to stop with the crimes now. I like that she's occasionally motivated by animal mm. rights in the way that Poison Ivy is motivated by, like, plant stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like those two could team up in a way and just, like, fuck all the humans. We're mm-hmm. saving the earth for the plants and the animals. Yeah. I- I've definitely read comics where they team up in a way. I bet they do. <laughs> but, but um, uh, no, I, it feels... Yeah. Okay. No, I just, I, I li- a good angle for her. I like the progression of their relationship. Mm-hmm. I like that Batman was found her attractive last time, yep. and now he's got a little bit more personal investment. Like, each time they meet, they're a little more... It's not like that thing that I always have a hard time with was, you've known her for 20 minutes, you're in love with her? Yeah. But now it's, it's like... Troy syndrome. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and now at least they have a few, like, adventures under their mm-hmm. utility belts, and they're, like, they have some shared experience, and the next time she shows up, it could he could absolutely be like, oh, she's the one that got away. Yep. And or I like Alfred. Like, Sorry, I really like diamonds this week, so. Uh-huh. I like, I like Alfred basically shipping them. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Miss Selina's out of jail. Are you going to, you know, Alfred, please don't make that noise. Alfred, I, we've talked about this. Please stop writing your erotic friend fiction about me. Never. Which is canonically a thing Alfred does. Yep. Well, he doesn't watch TV, so he's got to get his entertainment somewhere. Uh-huh. Well, this is one type of entertainment. Mm-hmm. What What if my dear friend, who, I, who, I ra- who I've raised since, since he was who, a child... Who is almost like a son to me. Almost a son to me. What if, he married, what if he married one of his villains and then died so that his son could become new Batman? Isn't that Talia? That's a weird thing to do, uh, Alfred. Is it? Uh-huh. I think it's it's perfectly it's perfectly common in England where I am from. Uh huh. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> also, I'm I'm alone in this giant house, like all day, every day. Seriously, not a whole lot to do. And now I've committed to this. I don't watch television thing, so. Place only has so many goddamn books, and they're all about crime fighting. Most of them are fake books because you want to look like you're you're learned, but you don't actually want to buy any books. How many Sherlock Holmes books does one man need? They only wrote so goddamn many. <laughs> yeah, but that's a first edition there. Ugh. I don't care. Oh, don't pull that book. That makes the secret passage open. Oh, really? This book called The Secret Passage? I figured... It's hiding in plain sight. It's the last thing anyone will look for. Uh huh. Did you design this place when you were eight? You know I did. You helped. Oh, yes. You said, What if we put the secret passage behind the secret passage book? And I said, Great idea. Because that's what I learned the word droll. You said it was droll, and then you made me go look it up. (laughs) And the only book in the house that's not a Sherlock Holmes book or a book (laughs) called The Secret Passage. The goddamn dictionary. What's going on? Are we doing another sketch in here? Apparently we are. <laughs> Apparently that's what we are now. <laughs> oh, yes. Now we're the sketch comedy troupe. Uh-huh. The troupe. The troupe yeah. of two. Yeah. A toupe. <laughs> so I, I want to do a Hey, It's That Guy, and this is a little unusual. Mm-hmm. Because this is, like, 
as I have said many, many, many times, like there's the the sort of the the, the old pros, the regular voice acting guys you heard in every cartoon, and then there's the the, the more sort of off the wall choices, and this is in the first category. But this guy is, I, I, you cannot sing his praises enough. He oh is yeah, amazing, Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. He so. He sounds like Fred from Scooby-Doo. That's the voice that he does that's closest to his actual because voice. Because he is Fred from Scooby-Doo. Well, right, but I'm saying, like, of it all the... of all the fucking 50 years now. Or of something. all the dozens and probably hundreds of roles that he's done, that's kind of like uh, Fry sounds most like Billy West. Yeah. Like, if you talk to Frank Welker, he sounds a lot like Fred from Scooby-Doo. But, but most of his other voices you might not even recognize yeah. because he's he's so versatile. But... The thing I love the most about him, and there was a meme going around about this a few years ago, mm. about how all the lion roars in The Lion King weren't convincing. Like, they tried to loop real lions, and they just weren't convincing enough. They weren't scary enough. So it's literally Frank Welker screaming into a trash can <laughs> to get to get that nice reverb. Like, yep. you can apply an effect, but if you got a live, like, and I, I understand the principle behind this. I don't understand how his fucking throat works, but I understand the audio engineering it's of amazing. it. And he's doing, like, he still does this. He does, but what I'm getting at is he does animal sounds, mm-hmm. like, in addition to all these voices, and he can do a flock of geese. Like, yep. he can do several animals at the same time. And in this episode, he's Isis the cat. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could literally just have a recording of a cat meowing. Like, I have a library of sound effects. Sure. There's, there's some pretty good ones. Like cats, if you if you have a microphone around a couple of cats, you'll you'll get some good stuff. But uh-huh. he is just, he's that sort of platonic ideal of what you want a cat to sound like. It's not what a cat actually sounds like. It's like what a cat should sound like. Yeah, and it's just so. I, I, I sound like a crazy person, but I just think he's so good at this kind yeah. of thing and no one notices it. You know no, what I mean? It's really impressive. Because it's a it's such it's so well done, you just don't even think about mm. it. Like, yeah, they got a cat sound. Who cares? Yeah. No, that's a guy. Yeah. But it's the, the guy. The thing about that meme was someone said, Really? Some guy named Frank yelling in a trash can. And then the reply to that was, Some guy named Frank? How, How dare fucking you? dare you? And just like, yes. If you didn't say it, I would have, because fuck, that guy's, I mean, everything. He's touched everything, Mm -hmm. and he's so good, and just just meowing. (laughs) I mean, he's Santa's little helper. Yeah. They don't get a sound of a dog, they just get him to bark. (laughs) And he's amazing at it. Uh, All right. What else? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Oh, when he's running away from the dog, I wrote down one of the classic conflicts, Batman versus nature. (laughs) That's Batman versus man, Batman versus nature, and uh, all animals versus all humans. Yeah. All animals versus all Batman. Yeah. The three classic uh, Mm -hmm. modes of storytelling. Yep. Uh, What else? I don't know. Wrote down the word paunch a whole bunch of times. (laughs) Well... Milo's, That's because they said it a whole bunch of times. Milo's making Hulk dogs. Yeah. Yeah, he is doing that. Mm-hmm. It's not a big leap from Hulk dogs to Doomsday, really. No. And that's his. Uh, that's the title of his autobiography, From Hulk Dogs to Doomsday, <laughs> The Milo Story. <laughs> professor Milo Story. <laughs> oh, is he a professor now? I believe he. I believe the actual character, because he's a, he's a DC character. Yeah. Uh, is Do Professor they... Milo. Do they do they award PhDs to guys with mo haircuts? I mean, I doubt he got it for that. 
I'll but I'm saying Guy Gardner sweeps that category most years. I feel like they should disqualify people that that have that haircut. Just like, nope, sorry. I know you did all the work. Your dissertation is brilliant, but mm, no, you no. got to get a different haircut, man. Yeah, this is bad. This is bad, and you should feel bad. Hmm. What else? What's wrong with my What's wrong with my haircut? You chowed ahead. <laughs> get over here, paunch. Clunk. Mm-hmm. And also- oh no, it's the Joker. <laughs> Well, he does love the Three Stooges more than anything. Was we I mean, he week. was he was absolutely doing a curly impression last time. And there's a there's an upcoming episode where his henchmen are just the Three Stooges. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty clever. After uh, this, I'm going to dress one of you like Charlie Chaplin, and then I'll do the Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. And then, ah, fuck, I don't know, Red Skelton. <laughs> Buster Keaton, come on. Yes, that'll work. Laurel and Hardy. A, I'll drop a house on you. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Uh, I think that's everything. You got a quote? I don't, actually. There's nothing <laughs> if, quotable in this episode. Ah, uh, if this had been my episode, mm-hmm. I would have gone with Batman trying to call a cat out by going, pss, 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 <laughs> because that was amazing. <sighs> all right. Well, I suppose that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, next week. Why don't I keep the list up? What is wrong with me? Next I don't know how to open or close a show. Is uh, the, the strange, strange secret, secret of Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne and yes. Heart of Steel Part One because we got another two-parter. Yes, that's right. And I believe, like I, I teased this before, and he wasn't able to make it, but I've talked to him now, and I'm pretty sure uh, first-time guest Mike X will be joining us next week. So that's exciting. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of. Uh, He's done a lot of good artwork for us. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been a he's been a supporter of all of our, our efforts for forever. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. The website is uh, kidslovebatman.com. I almost said postatomichorror.com. Jesus oh, Christ. Nope. <laughs> kidslovebatman.com. Uh, you can write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, we are on Twitter at Algar, at RobotMatt. Mm-hmm. Oh, our Patreon. Oh, yeah, uh, please. We are... Offering all of our uh, incentives mm-hmm. at any level. Like, yes. if you want to donate as little as a dollar, you can hear uh, our reviews of the direct-to-video DC movies. Yep, you we can just hear recorded th- Gotham Knight, which neither of us cared for. Yeah, did not like that at all. Uh, you can hear the entirety of Amanda's and my uh, Discworld show, mm-hmm. uh, uh, The Death of Podcasts, which which we're done with. Uh, that's all available. And um, also uh, our Star Trek fanfic show, Endeavor, we have extra like bonus episodes yes. of that, like shorts. So that's all available. Uh, it is patreon.com slash Algar. Right. And uh, that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.